Coming to you from the Flexbox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa, this is the weekly show, Daily Edition. Returning as your host, I'm Nick the Man Penner, and I'm joined once again uh, by an esteemed co-host. Today we have one Flex Fox on the program. How's it going, Flex? What's poppin'? Uh, first of all, uh, shout out to Cam for covering the show in my absence. Uh, it was nice to have a, a vacation, though it was disappointing that it overlapped with finals week, though it was a lot of fun hearing his show. Uh, Flex is the, the editor. Was it a, a challenge adapting to, to Cam's style of, of podcasting? Well, at, for me, producing the episodes, I prefer when we're talking about two-person episodes because it's much easier to line up the audio. And at least half of those were two-person episodes, so I appreciated that. Also, because they were so short, I just didn't put very much effort into them. I hadn't listened to any of the podcasts. All I did was make sure the audio was on the same level, so it was very quick. Mm, I mean, it's always nice when you can have a a cut-and-dry project, and uh, that would explain why you didn't edit out any of the, the terrible, terrible jokes Cam made in all those episodes. Yes, sorry about that. Uh, so here we are on the, the Friday of the finals. I mean, uh, after tonight, there's there's really only two days to go. Uh, so this is a, a crucial point. Uh, and just to, to sum up where we are, uh, so uh, as of when we're recording, 10 p.m. on Friday, uh, it's been a, a pretty evenly matched day where Chow got 10.8 points so far, uh, 9.6 for Jeremiah, which brings the overall score to 169 for Chow, 142.2 for Jeremiah. So, I mean, Flex, uh, you're, this is obviously the, the first time this week you're on the program. How are you feeling about this matchup? Do you think it's leaning any particular way at this point? Well, I'll start by saying that normally in the finals, there is a clear-cut person that I want to win. This week, I'm not so sure. I think I want Chow to win, but Jeremiah winning isn't horrible either, I guess. Um, I guess throughout the week, I've been cheering more for Chow, but... I just have no read on whether he actually has this in the bag or not. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been like an, an interesting matchup to watch from an outsider perspective. Uh, there, there are compelling arguments for why both of these guys should win that have you know already been covered on this podcast. Uh, it looks like we're we're shaping up for an exciting finish, so. Uh, it really is uh, a lot of fun just seeing, you know, how much momentum Chow has had coming into this matchup. Jeremiah really trying to do everything he can to to keep pace. So uh, it's I'm glad it's been an exciting matchup and, and not a blowout, at least. Yeah, it definitely has been close. I guess the thing that I've been trying to figure out, but have been too lazy to figure out, is how many starts are left for each of these guys. I mean, I see, obviously, for Jeremiah, Chris Paddock, had a horrible start today, minus five points, which really hurts. Um, but yeah, he's only at, I'm not sure if that makes it four games started for him versus Chow has six. So like, I'm not sure if Jeremiah just has on Saturday or Sunday a random like three or four start day, you know, that can really push him ahead. Yeah, I mean, from what I'm seeing in ESPN, which is notoriously unreliable, it does look like Jeremiah has five starts lined up for Sunday at this point, which okay. obviously has the, the potential to be uh, a big day for him. Uh, it looks like Chow has Dylan Bundy uh, on Saturday, but he's going to sit him, uh, presumably for some Sunday starts, which aren't reflected in ESPN. So uh, I, unlike Cam, I have not done enough homework to know exactly who's starting when, but 
I'm sure there are, are valid reasons for both of these guys making the, the starting decisions they have been. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like it'll be a nail-biter, you know, comparable to um, the year that Mike won, I think. Me and Jatish were at the Angels game that day where, um, I forget the guy's name, but the Angels closer that day basically locked it down for Mike. Um, so hopefully we'll get some similar uh, drama last game of the day deciding their fates. Yeah, I mean, if it if it does come down to Sunday Night Baseball and we have both these guys watching, the whole league watching, waiting, I mean, that's, that's a pretty exciting outcome. So uh, I guess we'll have to see. I believe Sunday Night Baseball... Oh, there isn't Sunday Night Baseball. All the games are 3-10, 3-15. So uh, uh, that's an even wilder ride to the finish then. A true MLS Decision Day style schedule. Uh, and you know what? That's part of the, the beauty, part of the drama. So the latest start is at 3.15 between the Brewers and Cardinals. So we'll see how that affects things and whether that's the last game to finish. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, uh, I guess uh, we should be talking a little bit about some of the moves that have been made. Uh, and the most notable one is that uh, Jeremiah used his seventh of seven matchup acquisitions today uh, in order to get Tyler Webb. Uh, reliever for the Cardinals, uh, and drop Greg Holland, who's been shut down for the season. Uh, so, I mean, this, I, I think, on Jeremiah's part, was obviously a, a time-sensitive move, trying to take advantage of all, all three days uh, and and uh, get, get a new guy in the lineup as quickly as possible. So uh, I don't know how this is going to affect things, whether he would have been better off waiting and, and seeing if there was someone else to pick up for Sunday, but... Uh, that's all that's going to be written for Jeremiah, uh, you know, so it'll be interesting to see what effect that has. I mean, neither of these guys are particularly consequential, so I do applaud Jeremiah for dropping some decent players today. Chow might have also done that while I wasn't paying attention, but I am sad that neither of these guys dropped a true star-level talent. Yeah, I mean, dropping Greg Holland would have been uh, a much more exciting move a couple seasons ago, so... Uh, it's not quite as consequential. Uh, on on Chow's side of the equation, he added Eric Swanson, uh, an RPSP from the Seattle Mariners, to his roster uh, earlier in the afternoon. So that's obviously uh, a move on his part. Uh, he's only made three now, so he does have some wiggle room if he runs into injury trouble or if there are more moves he wants to make down the stretch. Yeah, I don't really have anything to say about those. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's that's not much of anything, but uh, it really does set up. Like, this weekend is going to be make or break for both these teams. Uh, it is going to come down to the, the final couple of, of days here. Uh, it's not like someone's going to pull ahead tonight at, at this point. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just looking at the schedule. It looks like our other cup competition going on right now has the same type of scenario, almost the exact same score, actually. Yeah, uh, well, thank you for bringing it up. I'm so excited we can talk about a, a much more personally exciting matchup for me. Uh, Europa Final is going to be a close one. Uh, Jamil and I squaring off. It's 164.8 for him, uh, 146 for me. So uh, I'm sure we'll have more to say about that on, on future episodes. But that's also going to be a, a close one. And uh, ideally, if we could have a higher net score in that game compared to the actual league final, that that would just <laughs> tickle me pink. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say I'm surprised that uh, Jamil is giving you a run for your money here. It looks like he has turned it up in the playoffs. Um, 
But I will say that I have some exciting plans, well, exciting for me, as far as the Europa Prize this year. It will be a little bit more um, personalized than it has been in the past. So hopefully that will give you the extra motivation you need to challenge him in these last two days. Uh, absolutely. I'm thrilled to hear that. I'm I'm a longtime fan and defender of the continent of Europe, so uh, <laughs> can't wait to see what you have in store. Uh, if next season the man goes a European, we'll, we'll know why now. So there's not going to be a Nixit? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, uh, maybe a Nixit in the sense of I've become more European. You know, I, I love France, love Germany, Luxembourg, all, all the best countries. Some of our European listeners are going to be very offended by some omissions in that statement. Yeah, that's true. I really should have checked the SoundCloud stats before deciding <laughs> which European nations to highlight. So are you confident that you can win this? Uh, I was more confident uh, a couple hours ago. Uh, it looked like I was going to be able to get five starts on Saturday, which would bring my uh, matchup total to 11, which would have been a nice threshold. Uh, but now it looks like uh, Baumgartner's been bumped to Sunday, which means I'll have four starts tomorrow maximum, uh, and now it looks like Jamil's going to have a bunch of Sunday starts, so uh, it really could go either way at this point. I mean, his bats have been so hot that it's it's been hard keeping up with him. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Baumgartner isn't too good anymore, right? So I don't think that's a huge loss for you. I mean, at this point, it really feels like every start is just a lottery ticket. Like, yeah. No, you, you can do as much research, as much planning, as much strategizing as you want, but then you'll have Chad Cool going off for 20 points and, and you know. Alec Mills' perfect game. Or Alec Mills' perfect game. Uh, other guys just being terrible. So it's it's been a, a wacky season as far as starters are concerned. Uh, jumping back to the, the actual finals matchup, I should highlight a, a couple of key performers from today uh, on each side. You mentioned the Paddock start. Obviously, that's uh, a hurtful performance in terms of a negative five for Jeremiah. But on the positive side, Garrett Cooper uh, put up a, a big 7.4 points so far with a, a three-run homer today. Uh, he also had Acuna going off, uh, scoring two runs, also a home run of his own for 9.8 points. So uh, he, he does have... Uh, a total of 9.9 points on the day, but that's been all from the bat. The the pitching has been a ne negative for him today. Uh, and on Chow's side, uh, he's had a, a couple of more subdued but still positive performances from uh, Colton Wong in a doubleheader, uh, Lindor, Mookie Betts. Uh, so he's at, at 7.3 points. Then he got uh, a mixed bag of relief results, but overall it's a, a positive day for him too. So uh, these guys are, you know, they're keeping it tight. Uh, there's, there's lots to look forward to. Uh, Flex, I don't know, do you, Cam's been highlighting a, a player of the day. Do you have anyone you want to highlight on either side? Fun fact, I did not know that Cam has been highlighting a player of the day. <laughs> you can tell how much I have been listening. Um, uh, well, I mean, in, in Cam's version, a lot of it has been sort of stats-driven, who, who's facing a, a favorable pitching matchup the next day. I mean, looking at the guys who are playing Saturday, uh, Jeff McNeil now in a doubleheader against Washington for Chow. That's that's obviously going to be huge. Uh, twice as many opportunities for him to make a positive impact. And Jeff McNeil has been an 
unproportionately consequential in the history of the Flexbox Fantasy Federation. So I think he's definitely got to be the player of the day for Chow. Uh, jumping over to Jeremiah, you know, he's got a, a couple of different guys uh, that are going. So it'll be interesting to see what what he does. But uh, Whit Merrifield, the, the Kansas City stalwart, I mean, he's he's a guy who's not great by any traditional baseball metric, but also pretty good by other baseball metrics. So uh, I, I see him as a guy who could have a big day and, and really be a, a key asset for Jeremiah here. Well, for me, I would say that I would point out Jake Cronenworth for Chow, the San Diego superstar. San Diego is going through some shambolic times right now between um, – Who's the guy they just acquired from Cleveland? Clevenger. Between Clevenger being out for the first round of the playoffs and today's Chris Paddock start, they need something good going for them. So I will go with Cronenworth. And for Jeremiah, there are no players of the day because he has done. After talking about this with you for a couple of minutes now, I have come to the conclusion that this championship has already been won. I mean, that's a, a shocking turnaround. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we could get this on-air endorsement, though. Uh, I will say, while being on-air with you, uh, I have learned that Chow has a player named Genesis Cabrera, which is just, that's a that's an 80-grade name right there. Uh, and I also learned that Jeremiah owns Jesse Hahn, who, really not relevant in any context, except now he might be Kansas City's closer. Uh, so that's some good foresight uh, on Jeremiah's part, anticipating the, the big Greg Holland shutdown. I did not know who Jesse Hahn was before the last minute, so that's all I have to say about that. Uh, Jesse Hahn, pride of Norwich, Connecticut. Good for him. Uh, Flex, uh, let's talk about your matchup since you so graciously talked about mine. Uh, you are are in a consolation matchup uh, against Graham that you're, you're currently down, and he has 144.3 points. You have 92.8 uh, how are you feeling about your own matchup this week? Well, we used to have a, as I'm sure you recall, a reach for the bottom award. Um, this matchup doesn't quite typify what that meant back then, but it is basically what it means right now. It's me and Graham competing for the worst added draft lottery odds from this season. Um, mm. And it is pretty clear that I'm going to lose after... Just some terrible, terrible playoff performances um, to the point where right now I am just setting up my roster for the keeper deadline and specifically the minor league keeper deadline because I have so many minor league eligible players on my major league roster. Mm. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a doozy. And, and I mean, it's always good that you're looking towards the future. This really hasn't been your playoffs. Uh, I mean, I gotta ask since this is the the first time we're having you on air in a while. What's the what's the tattoo situation looking like for your future? So the last I talked to Mike, um, well, the plan was always that Max was going to draw or paint the design that was going to get tattooed, because this came up based on some paintings that Max and Mike did of each other back in the day. Um, and the last I talked to Mike, he said that he was having Max prepare four options for the league to vote on. Mm. Oh, that's a breaking news I'll, exclusive that there's a league voting component. 
obviously I have the right to um, choose not to do what the league votes for if it's truly horrible. But um, most likely we will just tattoo whatever the league votes for. Mm. I mean, knowing Max as a, a man and an artist, I'm sure he'll come up with some wonderful designs uh, for you. <laughs> uh, it's smart of you to retain a pocket veto, but uh, honestly, so excited to see these potential designs and, and vote for the, the future of your body. Yeah, I mean, this was really not what I had in mind when me and Mike made this bet. Like I said to you before, I tried desperately to avoid facing Mike in the playoffs by blowing my team up, only to have to face him in Europa. So that clearly did not go the way I was hoping it would go. But I am a man of my word, and I will do this. Uh, you know, that's that's all we can ask, uh, and it's that brave resolve that, that makes us honored to have you as the face of our league, so so thank you for that. Uh, and, and one more thing, well, uh, since you mentioned it, the draft lottery obviously coming up. Uh, is, is that something you're, you're counting on? Your, your odds are not good, but, I mean, the ping-pong balls can bounce in anyone's favor, so uh, what, what are your thoughts looking towards that one? Yeah, I mean, I think um, in previous years, or at least last year, I'm pretty sure there was at least one person who moved up from the bottom. Um, however, my name is not Garth McInnes, so I'm not sure that it will be me this year. Um, I'm pretty sure that I'm just going to get a shitty draft pick after a shitty season. And that's just 2020 for you. Uh, 2020 in a nutshell right there. Uh, well, I mean, Flex, I think that's, that's just about going to do it for our time. Uh, keep it keep it short and sweet. Obviously, this has not been the most exciting day uh, for the the championship matchup, but uh, setting up a big Saturday uh, at at this point in time. I mean, I think you you've said you're fairly convinced of Chow winning, but if you had to give each team a percentage chance of winning the championship, how would you break that down? I would say Chow eighty, Jeremiah twenty, and then for your matchup. Probably like 60, 40 for Jamil. Okay, you know what? Those are, those are fair odds. I, I can take those. Uh, well, well, Flex, thanks so much for being here. You're a, a great guest as always. Love to have you on the program. Uh, can't wait till you, you edit this uh, later uh, and get to listen to your own voice in the editing process. I know that's always a treat. Uh, <laughs> anything else you want to you wanna say to wrap us up? Uh, no, thank you. And uh, good luck to you and good luck to Chow. And I guess yeah. I should say good luck to Jamil as well since he's a Neil brother. But I'm sort of cheering for you more. Um, so good luck to everyone in the last two days of the matchup. And I hope you enjoyed my analysis that had zero facts behind it. I mean, that's what this program is based on. So uh, good luck to everyone. I hope everyone enjoys the, the final weekend of regular season baseball for this season. And as we always like to say on this program, good night and good fantasy.